This is the Fedora Chronicles News of the Week with Jason Cousineau for August 24th, 2019. This week, Jay and I talk about plagiarism accusations by the Crime Junkie hosts, a Knights Templar rabbit hole, fires in the Amazon, another Russian nuclear disaster, and of course, our continuing coverage on the Jeffrey Epstein case. You can support the show by visiting our Zazzle page. Exactly 12.5% of every purchase goes to keeping this and other shows on the Fedora Chronicles Network on the air. Or you can become a Patreon. Click the Patreon link and for a mere dollar a month to get early access to the podcast, updates on what we're working on, and so much more. Thank you for your support in advance, and thank you to our listeners who have already contributed. I'm Eric Runder Kingfisk. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. Uh, okay. For our for our um, dozens of listeners all over the globe, um, about three weeks ago, um, a listener of ours had said to me, "Something's brewing. Something's big is brewing in the world of podcasting. You got to make sure that when you and Jay read a news item, be sure you say." the source and say you're reading from CNN or you're reading from the Drudge Report or be very sure to share with everybody your source whatever it is and it's like why right. What's going- I think I think so far we've been pretty good at we, that we, we have been pretty good with that yeah um, we just want to continue we just want to keep we want to keep the mojo going and so and then my inbox was flooded with this news item about a, 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 a podcast called Crime Junkies. And apparently, it's one of the top podcasts on the topic of true crime. And But it's, it's not one of my... Obviously, it's not one of my favorites. There's... Right. Um, and, and the thing is, is that we also reference other people's podcasts on our show and we give them credit like i will i will tell you trace evidence is a podcast that i listen to religiously it's one of the podcasts that i listen to um because i enjoy it i enjoy listening to trace evidence and um i'm trying to get the dude from trace evidence to be on on a future episode of our show because some of his coverage on what's going on in the realm of true crime is something that I'd like to pick his brain with you, in, in, with our audience. Um, and it's it's you can follow him at Trace Ev Pod on Twitter, and he, he he has a great a great product. Um, but these girls, these two g- girls, these two women who run Crime Junkies have been accused for a while now, first for astroturfing meaning that various people or themselves have been signing up with multiple accounts on, um, I think iTunes is the biggest one, saying um, um, five stars, love this show, blah, blah, blah. They've been artificially pumping up their, their numbers, apparently, allegedly. And, they've, and they're also accused of plagiarizing other people's podcasts word for word according to um these articles that i've been reading 
And yeah, and this now hold on this uh, just so that we don't get ourselves in trouble. The one that I'm reading is on Ed Rant's Crime Junkie: How the Most Popular True Crime Podcast Turned to Serial Plagiarism. Yes, and it seems to me in reading this that they were plagiarizing Wikipedia articles, they were pl- plagiarizing news reports, they were plagiarizing podcasts, they were plagiarizing. Pretty much anything they could get their fucking hands on. Pretty much. And one of the things that we do, which sort of slows down the process a little for our podcast, is that we point to our show page and we say, if you want to read the full article, you'll find it on the show page for, for example, this is the the the, um, the news of the week with Jason Cousineau for August 24th, 2019. And there will be links to the articles. And so, and sometimes a, a couple will slip through our fingers. And like we'll, we'll reference an article and then it's gone. We can't link back to it for whatever reason. Whatever, and it's, yeah. it's, it's not intentional. But we still talk about it on, the, on air, at least. I hope we... I, right. I, I know we both try to. We try really, really hard to say that from this news article, like the CBS news article... Um, is an editorial about how Donald Trump says that 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 he's the chosen one, picked by God to lead, <laughs> whatever. And yeah. you know, and the thing is, is that and, and and we try really hard to give credit. Like if I hear something, like like Jimmy Dore said something amazing this week. You should check out his podcast, the most recent episode on his podcast, and I'll and I'll try and tell you like when it was. Um, and, and the thing is, is that, but we were conscientious about, about this even before we heard about crime junkies. Now, I don't know about you, but I mean, it seemed like this wasn't anything we discussed. We just knew we had to reference our sources because apparently we went to like school Yeah, where they tell you if you're writing a report or reporting on something, you list your sources. Every... One of the things, one of the reasons why I love Mount Mount Wachusett as uh, uh, as a college to go for graphic design. See, I'm even referencing my college, so I know, <laughs> you know, um, uh, um, our photography teacher did an entire class on plagiarism and copyright, and it's one thing to get inspiration from something; it's different when you try and duplicate their results. And he did an entire PowerPoint presentation. Um, is is this copyright infringement? Is this copyright infringement? And we had a heated discussion, and it was it was awesome. A smart, intelligent college students debating about you know is can you make an argument for that like somebody violating somebody else's copyright? And it wasn't until the end of um, the class when he had said. They're all violations of, of copyright because he showed the original <laughs> and the transgressing image right next to it. And he said, they're all, they were all of them. This is, this is an example. You have to be very careful and you have to come up with your ideas and, and credit your sources. And I think, and now the question I have for our listeners is... Um, what can what can we do? What can we do to 
duplicate their success because apparently this was like like the 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 t- number one true crime podcast and and they i mean they were people loved their work until it found out that it, it wasn't their work anymore and i'm reading about how hard they tried so hard to make their podcast the best it could possibly be and they did a they did a great job but the with the, with all their spamming and I wonder if they spent if they spent as much time plagiarizing and spamming and astroturfing their followers or their following, could they have had a legitimately decent podcast? Because I mean, it's it, it seems like it, it it was more trouble than it was worth. Looking at this article from Aaron's.com. Um, looking reading like all the work that they put into artificially inflating their numbers and it was just I like mean, go on ahead. the one hand you're saying there's a party it's like well they still put in work but uh, on the other hand i mean one of the things that you and i both agreed on um i think we only really discussed it once because it was kind of one of those things we knew we'd agree on is that we want to do we want to be honest in what we're telling people so if we're telling someone we're telling the audience from our own perspective we want to talk about genuine experiences we're not making crap up right you know even though it may sometimes seem like it to the audience everything that we say is stuff we've we've experienced unless we're citing a source right simply because that's just the honest thing to do (laughs) you know i mean it just seems i don't know maybe i was raised too old-fashioned but it just you don't do things like that. It's just not right. And on top of that, it's also not fair to the listeners, but it's also not fair to the advertisers. Apparently, these right. two were cranking in six or seven figures. And I don't know if those numbers are inflated. I don't know if those numbers are bogus. But yeah. the thing is, is that it's like, not only were they cheating their listeners, they were cheating their advertisers. And the thing Which is, is where, that's where people usually get in trouble. With the listeners or the advertisers? The advertisers. You, if the advertisers are paying you for something and then you're the, the advertisers, from my understanding anyway, the relationship advertisers have with the content providers is one of mutual benefit. They're like symbiotes. We're getting our name out or the advertisers are getting their name out to the audience that the content providers are are, are that they have. So if you have 5,000 listeners or whatever, the advertisers know that their product name is getting out to 5,000 advertisers or 5,000 people. That's 5,000 potential customers for them. So now if you're lying about stuff on your podcast, you're plagiarizing or you're violating copyright on your artistic content, then now that product name is going to be associated with falsehood. Right. And that is the point of advertising is to associate with good things. So, yeah, advertisers take that crap very seriously. And honestly, they should. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And and, the, and on the one hand, you don't want to be beholden to your advertisers. You don't want your advertisers to water down your product because, right. you know, you don't want an advertiser to say, I, I really do not want you to do this news item on Ramjack Incorporated. And I take Ramjack Incorporated from um, 
uh, a science fiction story that my older half brother read. And I'm trying really hard to remember because I don't I don't want to plagiarize, you know, <laughs> you know? <laughs> right? But the thing is, is like we don't want you to do we like imagine we had an advertiser saying we don't want you to do this story on Monsanto's or Monsanto. Well, why don't you want right. us to do this story? Because we're a subsidiary of Monsanto, and we don't want our you to get our overlords pissed at well, us. That to me is where um, Patreon is awesome, right? Because this is a way for Patreon is a way for people to directly support the podcast. So therefore, sure. we're beholden to the audience. We're not beholden to an interest group, because that's something that's always been kind of sketchy to me in in our entertainment process right if coca-cola is advertising on in a movie or on a on a television show you're not going to see any pepsi products on there you know what i mean yeah yeah and usually even in the writing of the show they'll make sure they're not mentioning the competing product right which seems has a you know it's a touch of disingenuousness that we've adjusted to and grown to accept but i don't know to me i would rather be completely honest and just hey if if we're mentioning a a product as something we use it's because we genuinely use it and if if we are getting in um you know if we got a free sample of it you know we i think would mention yeah they they sent us this free because they wanted us to talk about it so we're talking about it you know what i mean right um it just seems like uh Patreon, it keeps people honest more. It, yeah. It's a more pure way of doing that. And one thing I did want to kind of segue on, you talked about the copyright thing, and this is kind of tangentially related to this, right? is um, there's been a, in the past five years that I'm aware of, there's been a laws that have been submitted to Congress that are trying to justify copyright violations of artwork found online. Uh, yeah. So in other words, if you do a, a an image search for, say, I don't know, two bears kissing or right. whatever, right? First of all, don't do that image search unless you have safe search on. You may see something <laughs> you may not want to. But And you see a cute little hand-drawn image of two you know, grizzly bears or two black bears kissing or two, you know, panda bears, whatever, kissing, right? Then that artwork was made by somebody. If you use that artwork in something where you're making money, that artist who created that original image is owed a portion of that. Right. That is how artists genuinely, generally make money. And a lot of these clip art places like Adobe, um, a few other places where they they include a lot of what's called clip art. Right. Clip art is non-copyrighted artwork. And what these companies have done is they've petitioned, i.e. paid off a lot of lawmakers to try and submit legislation that allows them to say as long as they've made a quote-unquote reasonable effort to find the owner then they can use it without having to pay the owner of that copyright of that image because they've at least tried to find them. And it's a not so minor thing for both you and I, because you and I are both creative people who do create artwork. Right. You know, and this is like the same thing, only different, right? What they're doing is the same thing. They've taken the research that other people have put in, in the Ed Rantz article, he talks about a woman who spent three months 
of just trying to get an interview with the father that the crime junkies then presented as if they spoke with the father. Yeah. And they never even talked to the guy, you know, and it's just, it's frustrating as a content provider, as an artist to, to, to know that there are people out there and these these women are making serious money on their right, podcast. Right. I would love to make money through this podcast. Oh, hell yeah. But, you know. Hell yeah. And but, and, you know, we gotta we're putting in the work to get there and we're trying to be honest about the work we're putting in. Just it just gets frustrating and it, aggravating. I mean I mean so, the thing is Ignore me, I'm whining. No, no, I mean I don't think <laughs> I don't think you're whining at all because the thing is is that every, uh, so many other people who have podcasts like ours and who are trying really hard to do the hard work and build an honest, sincere audience. We have we have a, a small audience who loves the work that we that we do. They like every time that we put up a podcast link on Facebook. They listen. They respond. We we get show suggestions. Um, like one show suggestion that I got up from from our listener Melissa. Um, we're gonna we're, we're actually. I started doing the research into what she's talking about, uh, or what she asked me to asked us to talk about, and it takes it seriously. I mean, Carol had said to me, "This is right now. This is a a hobby. This is something that I'm deeply passionate about. And if we mm-hmm. could, if we could make enough money, like the kind of money um, these these women were making the crime junkies were making a we would be able to put on a better show and we might be able to do it more than once a week and right and, and higher with the kind of money that they're alleged they were allegedly making we could actually hire staff to help us do some of the research and right. and if I could do this as a full-time job and do and make oh, yeah. decent money at this we would make we would make a better show and that and you read oh, absolutely. you read about these two who are cheating first of all they already have an in because i i guess they they work at a radio station so they already had that yeah, in they I think, had that i think one of them just had a like she did a like 5 minute commentary kind of thing on a on a local radio thing so she already had that in she already had um she had that boost then they're lying about their numbers, their audience numbers. And it was just like, the message is, is that cheating, cheating works so long as you don't get caught. And, and that, that's, a, that's a crappy message to send to people who are just starting out in podcasting. Whereas you can get a large audience if you're willing to cheat. And I don't think that's the kind of message I want any part of. Um, yeah. And I think that what they what they did by ripping off other podcasts, cutting corners and copying what other people are doing, and and they're ma- they they were making a living off of the work that other people were doing, essentially, according to these articles that we're going to link to on the show page. So um, shame on them. And I, I don't know what else to say other than shame on them. And, and I, I hope they're demonetized and I hope that they're deplatformed as awful as it sounds. This is one of those instances where I agree with deplatforming. You were caught cheating and lying about your numbers. There should be a consequence. Well, that's, that's, re- that's really the, the big thing, right? At least for, for you and I, is that there's, 
honesty means things. Honesty is important. And especially like we're talking about some of the shit we talk about on this podcast, man. You know, I mean, like one of the articles we're going to be talking about, at least if if we don't get too sidetracked. Sure. Uh, too before late. Before we get there. <laughs> Damn it. You know, one of the things we're going to be talking about that you've already mentioned is Donald, Donald Trump believes he is the chosen one hand selected by God. I mean, if we're going to talk about stuff like that, people have to extend a level of trust to us that we're talking about that in in a serious, well, semi-serious, semi-serious. And and we, I mean, yeah, we we joke around and we're gonna we're gonna ridicule things that are ridiculous, sure. like Donald Trump thinking God talks to him. But you know, we're also we also talk about things like there's a rabbit hole that leads to something related to the Knights Templar. Exactly. You know? I mean, because we'll talk about anything on this podcast, right? Honesty and the trust between the audience and us is extremely important in what we do. So yeah, I take it a bit personal that this other podcast is kind of ruining it for the rest of us who are trying to do it the right way. And how do we know they didn't lift <laughs> some of our material? <laughs> you know, am I going to have to go back and listen to all the, well, their episodes to see if whether or not they, <laughs> they did they plagiarize? And here's the well, thing. here's the problem, right? Yeah, because if we listen, start listening to their podcast now, now they're getting actual genuine numbers. Sure, you know, and it's just uh, yeah. Ah, I, I don't know what to. Say. I don't know what I don't know what to say. So what do you? So um, and here's how you build trust. And I'm going to um segue into this next news item, and and sort of like demonstrate how trust has has been built, and um now that we have some trust and we have some kind of um. Uh, political, maybe trust currency. We might actually spend a little of it on this another news item about this crazy guy saying he's picked by God. Um, I I get really weary about people who say God talks to them and shares with them special messages about other people. The crazy pastor that used to live. Well, he's well. He's the he still lives there, but the church is now gone. The church is the building that used to house the church is now something else. But the pastor at the bottom of this hill used to tell me God or Jesus spoke to him in a dream about me, and Jesus has a big plan for Eric, but for for God's plan for Eric. To come to pass, Eric has to change some things about his personal life, starting with the way he dresses. Eric needs to stop dressing weird because Jesus has a plan for him. And I'm like, you know, it's funny. It's funny how Jesus doesn't talk to me about this in my dreams. Why would Jesus tell you this? Right. I, you know, now the thing, the thing, especially when it comes to like religion, right? Yeah. Is. I have yet to read anything in the Bible. And now I've read the Bible, I've read the Torah, I've read the Quran, and I have yet to read anything in any of them that says that God only talks to certain people and not anyone else. He certainly talks more to certain people than he does other people, but he, God never ever has said in any of the, the scripture that I've read that, you know, God 
will not talk to the plebes. You right. know what I mean? He only talks to the the chosen people. It's no, that's not how that works. Not in any of those scriptures that I read anyway. So I always get leery when people think that they are telling you things that God has told them, or at least they're presenting it that way. And the truth is also that a lot of people lie yes, and try and manipulate people for their own benefit. So you have, we have to be leery. We, when I say we, meaning everyone sure. has to be leery of when people are trying to claim things like that. When your pastor is trying to tell you that Jesus gave him a special message to share with everybody. Jesus told me that in this sermon, I need to tell you that you need to tithe more to the church. This church is not doing right. so well. You know, I'm always more leery when the, what they're telling me God told them is directly because it benefits the person telling me. It's like uh, I talked to a few people. My my ex-wife and her family are from the Bay Area of San Francisco, and one of them told me that they read an article stating that the people from the Bay Area of San Francisco are the best drivers in the United States. And then I heard it from her brother-in-law, and then she quoted it to me too, and then another one of her brothers quoted the same article, and I said, you know, maybe I'll start believing that if I hear it from someone who didn't grow up in the Bay Area of San Francisco. Sure. Like, um, you know? And I... I <sighs> And I get really sort of um, leery, and maybe this has a lot to do with reading all the true crime novels that I've read on cults, um, wh whereas somebody comes out and says, God picked me for something special. Yeah. I, I, I really, really get concerned about that. I get concerned about when, um, and you and I actually... Um, we wrote a review on this on this book about this pastor who was able to convince some of the female parishioners to sleep with him because yeah. God God sent me a message saying that you're put on this earth to please me sexually. So let's get it on right now. Oh oh, I'm sorry. The kids, the, your 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 husband's away and the kids are cranky. Just give him some Benadryl, knock him right out. Let's get it on. Yeah. That's troubling. Yeah. You know, and it was just like, it's sort of like the whole Charlie Manson thing. Yeah, well, Charlie Manson, David Koresh, um, who was that guy? There was that guy in, uh, Jim in Jones? California. They tried taking over a county in California. Right. Anyway. And there's a, um, oh, Kenny, I, it's, there's a great Netflix documentary on that as well, um, which we'll mm -hmm. probably reference to. Um, uh, later in the show, once because I mean, it's isn't that the way? Where it's like you're in the shower or you're washing dishes, and all of a sudden you remember <laughs> the name of something. Wild, never when you need it. Wild Country. <laughs> the, the documentary on Netflix was called Wild Country about how this how how this Buddhist cult took over this town. I'm not sure they're Buddhist. They were they were claiming to be something, but right when you looked at the belief system, it was just fucking wonky so we're consulting the oracle of google um and this is this is off of wikipedia uh when a controversial guru builds a utopian city in the oregon desert it causes a massive conflict with the local ranchers this docu-series chronicles the conflict which led to the first bioterror attack in the United States in a massive case of illegal wiretapping. And it was, it's one of those shows where Carol and I, it was like, 
like 20 degrees below zero, we were stuck inside and we binge watched the entire <laughs> series um, one whole weekend. Um, and uh, it's um, it's one of those things where it's like, how, how could you get caught up in something like this? And it's like, what usually happens is that you have people who are depressed down under their luck. They've had some trauma in their lives like they were like neglected or abused by their parents and somebody says um i'm just going to use this uh this guru osho osho has a message for you osha told me in a in in, in a secret that reach out to somebody who's wearing a, a brown fedora and and when you see him let him know we have a place for him in our magic kingdom and it's like you're thinking, okay, I just broke up with my 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 girlfriend. I just um um I my mom won't ta um, take any of my phone calls. I got nowhere to go. But this guy is reaching out to me. He saw he has a vision for me. And you know, unfortunately, people are going to fall for that if they're desperate enough. And you look at somebody like a politician, and this is what scares me about people who idolize politicians or idolize political parties. They will make excuses for their party or their favorite politician, mostly because they don't want to admit that they're wrong. But also, like, that's their team. Like, if your team is the New England Patriots and, the, and Tom Brady does something bad on the field by accident or he was just having a bad day are you going to blame tom brady or are you going to blame the weather conditions or the umpire or the other team cheated that's my favorite the other team cheated or are you just going to cop to the fact tom brady had a bad day or that or it's like if your team is the 49ers and they're having a crappy year are, are, are you enough of, 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 a, of a person to say they're just having a bad year or are you going to blame all these other factors that have nothing to do with the fact that they're that they just they're just a bad team this year? Donald Trump. Well, the, the I, when it comes to sports, there's certain things that I don't understand, right? Right. Um, and it's the same thing with politics as well, because if you're for a party, the people in the party change, right? right? So if you're say you're a publicrat, right? Right. And all you vote is for republicrats, then what happens when your Republican representative in the House or the Senate retires and a new Republican comes in? Are they just as good as the previous guy? They're not going to fall victim to any of the pressures of, of, of quote unquote leadership that the other guy fell victim to? Is, yeah. is that, or that, that the previous guy was able to hold himself off from? I mean, Massachusetts, Ted Kennedy served in the Senate for what, 36 years or something ridiculous long, like that because time. of who his brother was. Yeah. Ted Kennedy and his brother, from the research I've done anyway, because I was not alive when, when Jack Kennedy was alive. Right. But the two of them did not hold the same political beliefs. No. And yet Kennedy, Ted Kennedy, got reelected based on who JFK was because the people in Massachusetts felt they owed it to the family because they lost Jack and Bobby. Right. You know, that's not a reason to vote for somebody. No, it's not. You don't you don't put somebody in office. You don't put your trust in somebody based on what someone else did. And that kind of ties back to what the the what uh 
the crime junkies did, right? right? People trusted them because they were discussing things like they knew something other people didn't. And when what they knew was they were lying to everybody about what they knew because they were lifting it wholesale from other things. Now, here's the thing that really screws up, right? They would not, their podcast probably would not have been affected at all had they been citing their sources. They would still be at the top of their game. Oh, sure. If they had just been citing their sources. So why? Why bother? What do you get out of it? You get to save, what, a half hour? If you're making money off of a podcast, you're going to worry about something like as paltry as a little bit of time. Just just type in, we got this from blah, blah, blah website or right. this as stated in such and such article kind of a thing. I mean, hell, we do it all the time and it's not that but that time consuming. Of course, we don't script these things. We kind of make shit up. Off, no, off we just we just sit down. <laughs> I mean, the thing is, is that what we do is that um, we don't pick the topics. The topics just pop up on our news feed. And we just, we have five things that we're going to talk about and we're, we're just, we're going to rift. And yeah. I, I know you take notes. I take some notes. We have the, the, the links. Uh, and one of the reasons why we get these weird audio, um, audio, what's the word I'm looking for? Audible. Um, artifacts. Artifacts is because the thing is, is that the commercials will just start playing automatically, you know, <laughs> in these windows that are open, and we try and do an organic show, and, and yeah, and um, you know, it, it, this news story that I think that it's like it's probably one of the most important news stories from the week is Donald Trump had said he's the chosen one. And there's other sources that say that he also said that he's the king of Israel. And it's like, I mean, I'm trying to get verifications from that. But if he actually said that, that's some scary stuff. If you've studied biblical prophecies for more than five minutes. Whereas when- well, this this is the thing that kills me, right? Yeah. So if if it was George Bush saying this, I'd be suddenly doubting his sanity sure right if it was barack obama who was saying this i would be doubting his sanity it's trump saying this and there's a part of me that's like well he's always been fucked in the head yeah <laughs> you know oh i'm no i'm I mean, sorry he says apparently he's the king of the jews is what the daily com published four hours ago saying that is he even jewish no um <laughs> But there's a lot of a lot of people who are like pointing out how we're, he's saying that he's he, you know how he claims that he's um, you know he's the king of Israel or or he's the second coming or and that is like first of all we know that Donald Trump likes to post things on Twitter to get people's goats and to rile people up and and. Um, that's how he like spoils other people's attempts at building momentum in their campaign. Like the thing is, is that as soon as Donald Trump called Joe Biden, sleepy Joe, now all of a sudden that's a nickname that stuck. Now other people are starting, even other Democrats are calling him sleepy Joe. Right. And you, are you really going to vote for sleepy Joe for president of the United States? I, I, I don't think so. And honestly, this just to me goes to how, freaking trump is why sleepy joe i've never seen anything in any 
pictures of regarding Joe Biden that indicates that he's like sleeping in the Senate or anything like that. Oh, he just he creepy has, Joe makes more sense cre- because yeah. you know creepy whispering Joe. in people's ears, grabbing onto people. Yeah, I mean, I get creepy Joe, sleepy Joe. What the hell? Well, now creepy Joe or cre- or, or 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 sleepy creepy Joe, cre- <laughs> creepy sleepy sleepy creepy Joe Biden. Now that also works, but. Yeah. Donald Trump posts things on Twitter and he says things like he says, like he'll point to a reporter who just asked him a bad question or a question he doesn't want to answer. You're fake news. Next. And it's like that riles yeah. people up. Does Donald Trump really believe that he is the second coming? And if Donald Trump, or is he just saying it because he's a huge fan of hyperbole too? Oh, sure. He knows that right now people are talking about him just because he said that, right? Um, and it 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 doesn't help or it doesn't hurt that my wife and I finally have been watching Good Omens on Amazon Prime. Um, and they, and the thing is, is that the first I think one or two episodes they actually kind of parody. The Omen, um, which is probably one of the best horror movies about a child <laughs> I've ever seen. <laughs> um, but the, um, the second one, Omen, the, the Omen Two, Damien, whatever, whatever the title of that movie is, that creeped me the hell out. Whereas it's like this teenage kid who, in military school discovers that he's the antichrist and that to me oh geez yeah i remember this and that was like that's like that's creepy as hell and um and i was uh, and and the thing is is that i was alone in the house in the middle of the night watching that movie (laughs) yeah that that may not have been the smartest thing to do (laughs) i'm alone i'm i'm 15 years old i'm watching this this movie that seems that it has some biblical soundness to it you know from the perspective of a 15 year old kid (laughs) you know and it's like oh my god it makes sense you know (laughs) that was like me watching uh what was it the uh children of the corn when i was 13 years old at a friend's house forgetting that i had to walk past a five acre cornfield to get home (laughs) movie ended at like one o'clock in the movie at one o'clock in the morning i'm walking back past this huge cornfield no it didn't freak me out at all i just wanted happened to want to run really fast at that point in time <laughs> oh scared the shit out of me because all it takes i mean it's just like a raccoon or something just crunch while in the cornfield that's it i was gone yeah you know <laughs> I didn't stop running until I was in my room. I was like, ah! <laughs> yeah, or 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 better yet, uh, you know this this Friday. You know what we ought to do? We um, there's an, an abandoned summer camp by the lake. <laughs> <laughs> I think we ought to check that out. Yeah. Oh, let me put it. No. On, let me put it on my calendar. Oh, it's on the 13th. You say okay? <laughs> I think that's a great idea. Right. Oh my gosh. But Ugh. but um, I think that people who are people who um, be- Bible believing churchgoers ought to really be concerned about somebody 
who claims that he's the second coming, the king of the Jews, king of Israel, the chosen one. Um, that ought, I think that ought to be a wake-up call. Because the thing is, is that um, the guy who did that in the Bible, in the last book of the Bible, the guy who said all those things, that's the Antichrist. Am I saying that Donald Trump is the Antichrist? I don't... I, I, I don't know. Yeah. Well, I don't... I'm, there's a lot of evidence to support that he is. But at the same time, if you want to get into, like, biblical prophecy, the Antichrist is not part of it. The, the Antichrist is not really mentioned in, if I remember anyway, it's not mentioned in the, the books of prophecy in the... At least in the King James Version of the Bible, right. which is the one that I'm most familiar with. I don't recall hearing at all that... Um, the word antichrist i don't remember reading it in the book of revelation the book of isaiah the book of daniel which are the ones where they are the most prophecies right. are spoken of um not that i recall anyway yeah anyway, so anyway that's something that was a that was created by michelle nostradamus okay but still yeah i mean it's this guy's calling himself the chosen one is he doing it because it's generating news leads or does he actually believe it with donald trump you just don't know I, but because I do that's part of that's part of who he is. I do think that it's cause for concern. No matter. Oh yeah. If you're a Republican and this guy is saying these things, I think that that's a cause for concern. If you're a Democrat, it doesn't matter. You're going to hate anything that he says anyway. If if you're if you're a Christian, a Bible believing Christian, and you are concerned, if you're one of those. A holy roller preppers and i don't mean that in a derogatory kind of way um it, it, yeah that, but if you take the scripture seriously if you take the scripture seriously and this guy is saying something this should be a cause for concern if you really believe in armageddon and the end of the world as described in the book of revelations this should be a little bit of a wake-up call i do think that somebody should sit down with donald and say we really need to have a talk about your um, mental health. If, well, hold on, hold on, hold on. If someone's going to sit down and have that talk with Donald Trump, that's that's it's going to require a battery of people, just because one person's voice is going to die before they're done. I mean, this is there's a lot of reasons to doubt his mental acuity, right. shall we say? But I I think that this is like this is this ought to be a wake up call for a lot of people. But speaking about another wake-up call, I wonder what David Koch is t saying to God right now. <laughs> right? Because this just came across the exactly. news. Exactly. This just came across. Um, uh, David Koch, billionaire who built the conserv uh, conservative political empire, has passed away. David Koch is as the, or a Koch? Is that how it's pronounced? David Koch? Uh, Koch. The Koch brothers. Coke. Yeah, the Koch brothers. Um. Uh, David Koch passed away. Uh, the word just came across the wire. Um, he passed away. And um, the Koch brothers, is the is it the Koch brothers who are behind the Citizens United um, uh, movement that um, and they petitioned Citizens United that was funded by the Koch brothers? Petitioned. Oh, I forget. I forget. The Koch brothers are like to the people on the left, the Koch brothers are the same thing that the that um, what's his name there? The the Greek billionaire is George on Soros. The right. Yeah, George Soros, exactly. 
So the Koch brothers are the George Soros on the right. Anything and everything that involves an organization, a quote-unquote grassroots organization that seems to have a lot of money gets tied right. back to the Koch brothers at some point. They're Just also, like yeah. for people on the right, anything that starts off as a grassroots organization that ends up having a lot of money gets sourced back right. to George Soros somehow. Um, what they're actually responsible for, I have no idea. Yeah, I have no idea. So, but anyway, he passed away. And I think that the Koch brothers are um, sort of like the left's favorite bad guys, or at least they were until the election of Donald Trump. Everything, everything bad could find its source back to the Koch brothers, according to the people on the left. And um, I, I, I will say that I think that these guys did help shape the Republican Party. For good and for bad, oh, yeah. for the past twenty years, I don't know how. And how, I would, I would argue they they helped shape American politics to an extent as well. Yeah, just by throwing money, their money, which they have every right to do. Sure, you may not like you know? it. You may not like it. You may think that um, it's immoral. Um, and, but the thing is, if it's such a big deal to you, then maybe you should start your own political action group and trying to try to change the rules. Um, but I, 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 is the country better off with the Koch brothers? I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't think so. They're a lightning rod for criticism um, for good or for ill. And I think that's up to everybody to decide. But I yeah. think that with his passing, I think that there are going to be people who are going to be asking the tough questions. Oh, absolutely. And speaking of people who have died and now tough questions are being asked. Oh, um, hey now. Fox News. Fox News is saying that feds are moving to dismiss the Jeffrey Epstein sex trafficking indictment. Well, which is. Um, now, yes, I have to I have to fully admit, first of all, that I'm not I've read a lot of articles and I'm not really I got to kind of scan through this one to carry up i don't know if that means that they're no longer going to be investigating anything related to it or just things related directly to him so like the the paragraph the, the article starts off with federal prosecutors on monday moved to dismiss the sex trafficking indictment against jeffrey epstein following his suicide in federal lockup earlier this month but officials say they have no plans to end the probe into epstein's alleged sex victims claim alleged victims claims and authorities are still considering charging others accused in the alleged underage sex ring. That last part is what's more important to me. Well, so as long as I don't care. All right. They don't want to prosecute a guy who's dead that I get. Sure. But we still need to find out who the hell else was involved because he wasn't doing this by himself. This was not existing in a vacuum. There. So. Th Three things that are very important um, for for the Fedora Chronicles listeners. Um, I have just started listening to. I've already listened it to it once all the way through. I'm listening to it again, the audible version of James Patterson's book, Filthy Rich. I'm going to get the what's the exact long title here? Filthy Rich, a powerful billionaire, the sex scandal that undid it all and the justice that money can buy the shocking true story of jeffrey epstein here's the here's the thing you need 
to sit up and take notice of this. This book that I'm reading right now, and it's a seven-hour and six-minute listen-to. I don't know how long it would take for you to just... It was released October 10th, 2016. This October, five days after my wife's birthday, the book will be three years old. It is public knowledge who and what this guy is. And he, and this is the biggest scandal that's been under our noses, and we have not been paying attention to this. There's a reporter out there, um, Whitney Webb. She's done various podcasts on other people's... She's done various episodes on other people's podcasts. And there's a couple of things that... Um, she thinks that we should be focusing more on. Uh, first and foremost, okay. okay, first and foremost, how is it that Jeffrey Epstein was allowed to commit suicide? Last, a week ago, they released the, quote, oh, yeah. official coroner's report, and they're saying that uh, unofficially, officially, it's a suicide. And the way that he was on his on his knees using it, let's not rehash the entire autopsy and the postmortem there's a lot of things that a lot of people have said the way he committed suicide does not make physiological sense okay um how it was allowed to happen in this prison raises a lot of eyebrows the fact that he was kept in this prison where apparently other suspects and other high-profile crimes that we have not heard about have also committed suicide. So there's still there's still that. Why was he, if he actually committed suicide, and I don't know if we're backtracking on our, our previous episode on this or not, but if he was allowed to commit suicide, why was that allowed to happen? Well, it's there are two parts of the same coin. Regardless of whether he commits committed suicide or someone committed suicide for him, how did it happen? Because yes. neither one of those things should have happened. From what I understand of the case, based on the numerous articles that, that we've read and, and stories we've been keeping track of, he was supposedly on suicide watch. He was supposedly in isolated confinement. So he wasn't in like gen pop or anything now jail is slightly different than prison so that's not exactly an accurate term to use general population but whatever the he was being watched he was supposedly being checked on every 15 minutes or so so how would this guy end up dead because those things alone him being isolated him being in a cell where it's supposedly a suicide proof cell and him being checked on every 15 minutes, there's no way this guy should be dead. If those three things are true, he should not be dead. Okay. So whether you believe he committed suicide or someone helped him commit, com- or someone helped him commit suicide, the, the, the jail screwed up. There's no two ways about it. Right. So another thing that we ought to be looking at is why is it that the FBI and the Justice Department waited until after Jeffrey Epstein died to start in lo- looking at his property, why did they have to wait until after he died to look into his Manhattan apartment, his estate in um, Palm Beach, Florida, Little St. Thomas Island, and his other estate in New Mexico? And apparently, allegedly, according to various reports, According to Whitney Webb, 
there was somebody still residing at um, the home um, in New Mexico. There's somebody still there, and for whatever reason, when they went to check and see, they left after they saw who was who's residing. So it, it, at at that estate in New Mexico. So who is that? Who's there? And when they and when the FBI saw who was there, they left. Now this other another thing we ought to think about is Jasleen Maxwell. I don't know if I'm pronouncing her name right. If I'm mispronouncing her name, I apologize. How is it that nobody could find her anywhere? She's been missing for what three years, maybe? I, I'm not I'm not sure about the timeline. And then she shows up in a in a in a picture on a news site at an In and Out burger outside of Los Angeles reading a book about the CIA. And apparently like she was not she was not there alone because it looks like there was like um like two burgers, two sets of fries, and, and two fountain drinks at the table. Apparently, her friend took that picture and jammed that off to the news organization. And the thing is, well, I don't know. I've I've seen things claiming that that's fake. Okay, that picture was a fake, but I don't know. So the thing is, is that now, and and of course, the thing is, is that she's she uh, she was spotted in Cape Cod. Then she's spotted outside of Los Angeles. Now people are saying that that picture might be a fake. Now she, apparently. Um, now she's being spotted in these other various locations. And it, 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 the, I mean, and the question is, is that the thing is, is like, if they spot, if they see, oh, she, she, last time she was spotted at Manchester by the sea is one of the places where they most recently saw her. And the question is, is that why can't they, why can't they apprehend her and say, and, and, and get to the bottom of what's going on here? Apparently, she's a person of interest. She's a per- she's a person of interest in this huge criminal case. Um, is she being questioned? Has she been apprehended to be questioned? What's with all of these sightings? Um, another thing that Whitney Webb had said in these various podcasts that I've listened to is that apparently Jeffrey Epstein was an operative for the FBI, the CIA, and Mossad. And his Mossad. and his whole purpose in life for the past 25 30 years has been is gathering compromising um information on some of the world's leaders and and and, and and people in industry. And there's a there's a lot of questions about what what was Jeffrey Epstein doing? Um, one of the things that I had heard that was very interesting was about um, his uh, his Manhattan apartment, and apparently his Manhattan apartment had a lead lined safety room underneath a staircase with closed circuit television and audio recording equipment um, monitoring several rooms around the house, um, and he had terabytes of compromising videos and photos of the uh, the elite here in the United States and perhaps Britain. Now, right. Now, here's here's an article from the Miami Herald. And here, let me give you the link to this. Um, one of the things it says in here is, let me get to the paragraph so I'm not paraphrasing. 
he uh he meaning Jeffrey Epstein made it known he had the ability he quote he had the ability to cause serious harm to powerful people and anyone who did not cooperate with him. Cooperate doing what? Well, this is part of a, a lawsuit um that was it's being leveled by the um the victims and one victim in particular and her name is Oh, they're not using her real name. So no. just Caitlin is the is the name. Um, coerced her to marry one of his associates. Um, in another lost another lawsuit, woman identified as Lisa Doe said she was an aspiring seventeen year old ballet dancer. When Epstein lured her into her web under the premise she would lead a private exercise class for him in her in his home, he said he could help her and quote was closely connected to many major dance companies in New York City and that he was close personal friends with some of the most influential names in dance end quote. That eventually led to numerous quote unquote massages at his home and instances yeah. of sexual abuse. Another woman identified as Priscilla Doe said she first met Epstein at age twenty when hired her when he hired her for massages. Guy got a lot of massages. You, ha um, um, I'm not saying that you need to read this because it's obvious. But I, yeah, I think the the book here by James Patterson, Filthy Rich. I don't. It's a book I don't think you should read because you obviously you have teenage daughters and it will slip, make you slip into a rage. But the notion yeah. that these girls just go on, and I'll finish my thought later. Yeah. All right, so for many visits, Epstein promised the young woman plenty of money to support her mother, boost her career as a dancer. Epstein insisted he would not try to have sex with her, but then, quote, forced himself on her and took her virginity against her will and wishes, according to the lawsuit. Yeah. I mean, that's just a scumbag. Right. Rapist. Not a that rapist. it needs to be said. A rapist. Yeah, he's, he's a rapist. He's a slaver, you know, and... The lawsuit also alleges that Epstein often bragged about his friendships with Donald Trump, Bill Clinton, Prince Andrew, and the Sultan of Dubai, and that she was forced to serve as a waitress at a yacht party attended by director Woody Allen. There's a lot there's a lot there to take in. There's a lot there to digest all at once. Oh yeah. I mean this is just and speaking of the good Prince Andrew, apparently he's been put on suicide watch. Yeah. According uh, to the was Waterford Whisper News Whispers News. Which I don't know if this is a, like, you know, is this like the National Geographic of England or something like that? We don't know if that's a parody or not. Let's just be honest. Exactly. We don't know if it's if it's actually true or not. Well, usually you can tell by the other articles that they show. And um, one of these articles is Caitlyn Jenner is being tipped as the next Bond. So I'm thinking this is a satirical <laughs> website. I think that it's, yeah. I, I do think that it's. It uh, uh, here's another article. This <laughs> local man disappointed by lack of N words in new Tarantino movie. <laughs> <laughs> See now that's funny. <laughs> local man, local man must be this this particular site's stand-in for Florida man. Local man to give Brokeback Mountain another watch now that he's not so homophobic. <laughs> <laughs> Did the Hong Kong protest lead to Miley and Liam's split? Okay, yeah, this is not a serious website. Moving yeah, on. Yeah, but it is it is funny because the thing is, is that the first thing that you think of is, um, oh crap, um, he's going to commit suicide. You know, he's on suicide watch, and you know what it means when he's on suicide watch. And by the way, um, yeah, someone's going to help him. 
and 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 a, and a shout out to to Jimmy Dore who said it best. He says, "Suicide watch does not mean watch a suicide. That's not what it means." <laughs> He, when he's on suicide watch, you have to make sure he doesn't commit suicide. <laughs> yes. Yes. That, it's a shame that that should be have to have said, but that is a true statement. Don't sit there with a bag of popcorn and a soda <laughs> watching this guy doing the dangle dance. You, you know, I mean, there's a part of me that has this image in my head of, you know, the... Uh, Two guys watching on a, on a camera, and like one guy's in the room, the other guy walks in with a bowl of popcorn. Goes, so is this guy a jump or what? What's, what's he doing? Is he, is he going to go for the Jimmy choke? Or I mean, what's he, what's he going to do here? The only reason why I mean, the only reason why it's funny is because it's it's uh, it's an accused pedophile who is who exactly. is committing suicide. He's a despicable human being. But the but another, and I, I will keep referencing. Uh, Whitney Webb, and I'm going to uh, post links to her articles. One of the things that she had kept bringing up over and over again is who is he collecting information for? Who is he collecting dirt on? If it's just a rumor and it's unsubstantiated and it's not true that he was he was an operative for the CIA, the FBI, and Mossad. Who was he collecting information for? Was he just collecting information? Was he collecting images for his own, um, for his own pleasure, or to blackmail people in the event that he um, got nailed, apprehended? You know, did he collect all this dirt on high-profile people so that when he actually was apprehended? He could reach out to those people who say, hey, I have a server out there somewhere with pictures of you um, uh, receiving oral sex from an underage girl. Get me out of here. Is that what was the purpose? What was the purpose of collecting all of this high res? Apparently, it's high res studio quality stuff allegedly i don't know how i don't know how how hollywood studio quality you can get with hidden cameras i don't know but apparently this well then again i mean first of all if you know you've gotten head from a 15 year old and you're in your 40s or 50s right right and someone says i have evidence that you have that i have a picture of you getting head from a 15 year old girl your first thought is, how the hell did he get that? And is it clear enough to really see my face? Your first thought is, oh, fuck. Now I'm right? screwed. Exactly. You're you're just going to do what you need to do to make sure that does not become public. Yeah. Because you're trying to protect yourself. So regardless of how accurate or how, you know, is this going to be able to stand up in court kind of clarity that does it have if you're in that situation you're not going to be thinking that at first because your first thought is going to be self-preservation yeah right that's just how humans work right you know so the problem is not whether he actually had the evidence the problem is they knew he could it's possible he could have evidence and that's what makes them that's their motivation i don't know if he's got it or not but it's possible because that happened, right? Which this is why I think we need to know the list of people who he claimed to have had evidence against, right? 
And I mean, there's some pretty big names that supposedly he he knew right. or ran into. Right. But they're all saying, oh, I only met him once for 20 minutes. Is that true? It's very possible. It's, we don't it is know, true, do we? But we don't know. And therein lies the problem. So I th- that's why, to me, it's more important that they continue the investigation into his network. Okay, you're gonna, you don't want to... You don't want to do a lawsuit for a dead guy. Okay, granted, whatever. That can go into civilian court and go against his estate. And, sure. you know, hopefully some of these women who have come forward can get some measure of financial restitution for something that there's no other way that they can get com- due compensation right. for. They deserve every fucking penny they can possibly get as far as I'm concerned. But the most important you know? aspect of this, Jay, is... It's mm-hmm. not just Jeffrey Epstein and and the speculation on how he made his money. This is not about how Jeffrey Epstein and um, his, his four or five homes. That's not the issue anymore. Right. The issue is who's on those video files raping children. Who is in elected and appointed political positions who have committed serious crimes? Crimes that if anybody else had committed, they'd be spending life in jail. Um, And that life would be very, I mean, apparently pedophiles, child rapists, they don't live very long. They have a very short life expectancy in prison. The question is, is who, since Bill Clinton back in 2002, is quoted in saying wonderful things about Jeffrey Epstein. The question remains, is the former president of the United States a child rapist? That's something that I think, and if he is, he needs to go to prison. Is the current president of the United States a child rapist? And if he is, he needs to go to prison. Is the leader right. of name a corporation Apple? Is the is the founder of Apple? Was he a child rapist? Um, the, the um the CEO and chairman of the board of Big Oil. Oh, yeah. You look at all of exactly. These- I mean, and the other thing too that we really need to find out is. He didn't do all this on his own. No. Who who helped him out? Yeah. Who asked him or told him that he needs to keep all these videos? And the thing is, is that we need to also look at William Barr, the Attorney General of the United States, look at him and look at his father's role in, because um, apparently William Barr's father was one of the people who helped him in his post-academic career in the New York City area. Look at the ties up between William Barr, the Attorney General William Barr, and Jeffrey Epstein. I keep wanting to say Julian Epstein because of Welcome Back, Carter. I'm, I'm sorry. Um, I, I know that throws people off. I keep thinking about, like, you know, letters from Epstein's mother. You know, and, <laughs> you know, um, um, Julian Epstein couldn't do his homework this weekend. Um, he, he, um, the dog died. Signed, Epstein's mother. I don't know if you remember that from Welcome Back, Carter. Um, but the, 
but for for a serious moment here, the American people, I believe, need to know if whether or not our senators and congressmen, governors of of these states, are they child rapists? Have they committed these horrible crimes? And is the FBI and the and the and the Justice Department under Attorney General William Barr going to cover this up? And it this is is this has to be a nonpartisan issue. And if it's not, it, if there is going to be a cover up, then maybe we should look at William Barr and and maybe he needs to go to prison. Yeah. And and the thing is, is that one of the stories that we were going to talk about is um, the Knights Templars rabbit hole. And that, right. so, and 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 it, archaeologists discovered this rabbit hole, this hole in the ground, and they followed it. And it's like, do now. This is an article. Just so everyone knows, this is an article on archaeologyworld.com. This yes. is not like you know we're getting this from Joe Blow's paranormal checkout, right? You know what I mean. So the, I mean, so the thing is, is that that's that's also linked, um, on on the um, uh the show page on the the fedorachronicles.com slash radio um just click on the episode for august 24th 2019 rabbit hole leads to incredible 700 year old knights templar cave complex this is from archaeology world and this is and they found this hole in europe um can Cainton caves near Schiffnall in Shropshire. And I guarantee... I'm guessing that's England. That's got enough fucked up shit in it. I think it's England. And I'm guaranteeing that you are mispronouncing that. I just promise. I can... Oh, I can too. Yeah. yeah. And these images are... I'd apologize to to, to people in England, but I won't. Yeah, but the the images here is out of something um, from... um, an Indiana Jones yeah, movie. It, it, entrance to caverns. It looks like something out of like a homemade horror. Movie. The entrance. The entrance. On, on, in this rabbit hole, the entrance looks like a homemade horror movie. But then you scroll down and you look at what's underneath here with all of these yeah. these these um uh these carvings, these cave carvings. And it was just like, um, goosebumps, baby. I mean, it is, it's, you look at some of these images and it was just like, uh, but, but who else has been down there? Cause there's also a lot of candles. There's a lot of, there's a lot of litter. Like apparently kids go down there and hang out and get stoned and wasted and stuff like that and doing what kids do. Um, yeah, I believe, um, but it does make you wonder, though, right? Oh yeah. I mean, the thing is, is, I mean, is that is that the en- is that the entrance that leads to another entrance? Right. I mean, it's just it's especially when you talk about caves, anything made out of stone. If you want something that's going to last, you don't make it out of metal. You make it out of stone. Metal degrades. It rusts. It corrodes. It dissolves over time. Granted, that time may be thousands of years, but over time, it will degrade. Right. Right. You carve something in stone, shit's not going anywhere, especially if it's a cave. If it's in a cave where it's not subject to erosion, yeah. that's preserved. So so there, and uh, yeah, the, the, the Caton Caves. So that's that's something that's like we're going to have a link to um, 
And it was just like these, I mean, the, <laughs> the thing is, is that once you hit that, you, you, you literally go down a rabbit hole about a rabbit hole. <laughs> <laughs> right. Especially when you're talking about the Templar. I mean, yeah. The Templars have a lot of a lot of lore in mythology and folklore. There's a lot tied to the to the Knights Templar. Yeah. Um, and there's a lot of people in paranormal interests that claim to have links with the Templars. Hell, even the the Masons claim to be descending descended from the Templar Order. Um, the Knights Templar are very it's, it's an interesting rabbit hole to go down, but it is a fucking rabbit hole because at some point you run out of fact and you start running into supposition and mythology and folklore, some of which is taken as fact and often presented as fact when the truth is we, we don't really know. No. Um, yeah. I mean, they're tied to a bunch of, a bunch of things like what is the name of that? Um, that island where they're digging down that shaft. What the hell is it? Uh, I think it's on like A&E or something like that. Skull Island or something. What the hell is that documentary? No, it's not a documentary. These two brothers basically bought this island off the coast of Maine. And oh, they, I, I, I don't know if it's the coast. Are you talking about Oak Island? Oak Island. That's what it is. Yes. And they're still looking for the Oak Island. People are still looking for the Oak Island treasure. Right, which supposedly could have been the Templar treasure. I mean, right. the National Treasure movie was based on the Templar treasure. The fact is the Templars were incredibly wealthy as an organization, even though yep. they were named the Poor Soldiers of Christ. They had accumulated a fuck ton of wealth. And when I say a fuck ton, I mean that as a physical weight measurement. Yeah, It was tons and tons of gold that and treasures Supposedly, there was a lot of um, religious-oriented treasures. They had the they had parts of the original cross that held Christ, for example. Supposedly, one of the things they had was they had was the talking head of John the Baptist. Um, supposedly, they had um, one of the nails that had nailed Christ. They had the spear of Longinus, which pierced his side. They had all of these supposed treasures, right? And after the Templars were destroyed by Pope Clement and the King of France, I think it was King Philip, I forget which one, of France, they supposedly, the word spread that they were being taken down. And in what was allegedly a very well-coordinated attack, they took out strongholds, but they were never able to get all the treasure. They found the record saying the treasure had been transported. They know the ships that it had been transported on, but those ships never reached their destinations. And or those ships claim, you know, when they when they spoke to the ship captains, they were like, no, we were never in that port at that time. So either the Templars still exist as some sort of underground hidden organization, which certainly feeds my imagination. Or if they truly were destroyed and they never really had the treasure, we don't know. But if they they it was known that they had a shit ton of like gold and items of monetary value. That just disappeared. Yeah. No one knows what happened to it. That treasure today would be worth trillions of dollars. But it's all folklore. We don't know if it's true or not. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's 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 basically it. Anything that we want to say about the Amazon well, um, forest burning? Or is there any other things that we want to cover before we call it a show? Uh, the Amazon forest burning really concerns me. 
um, I'm a bit of an environmentalist and, and the Amazon forest is incredibly important for us to fucking breathe. So I'm really concerned about that, but I don't know much about it, to be honest with you. I don't even know how many acres are burning. Somewhat, there's, I think one figure, it's, it's in the thousands, thousands of acres are burning all at once in, in the rainforest. And the thing is, is, is that are we actually putting any effort into stopping it? And is this, um, should this be an international effort, Jay? I think it should, personally, simply because the so, so you to, would ask if there should be an international coalition yes to fight the forest fires uh, yeah. and i do i honestly i really think it should i mean as far as what science has been able to tell us the rainforest the amazon rainforest was responsible for producing the bulk of the oxygen that we as collective human beings breathe so that would be kind of important I'm more interested in learning out what caused it, why it's on fire. Um, apparently, the president of Brazil thinks that it's a uh, thinks that it's a conspiracy theory, or which, it's a conspiracy that it was done on purpose. Which is knows. one of the things that we like to dabble in, but there's there's nothing to back that up. There's there's no way for us yeah. to follow through on that, especially from here in New Hampshire and Utah. We can't actually go and see. Oh, was this actually? Uh, was this purposely set to make the um, president? And to be honest, we're not the ones equipped to do that anyway. Even if, I mean, even if we could go down and look at it, we have no idea what to look for. Exactly. And the thing is that it was just like, and who, I, it just, it just seems to me like it seems crazy. Like with everything that's going on right now, this is just like one more thing to worry about. Um, and it was yeah. like, but, but this is, this is a serious, this is a serious issue. This is actually more important to the planet than say Notre Dame burning. I mean, if the entire right. rainforest, um, burns down, we have no idea what the long-term implications for life on the planet is going to not down, not to sound like a crazy uh, a, a tree hugger here, but this is a, this is a genuine serious issue that people should be looking at and saying we ought to do something about this collectively as 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 a global society and do what we can to to, to put this fire out and prevent it from happening again. Um, I, where do you go from that after that? That's and it was just like if somebody set the fire. Yeah. I mean, why why would you set fire to the rainforest? What 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 do you get from that? Well, maybe we'll finally find the lost city of Zed. No, I just I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it is it is kind of scary. I mean, carbon monoxide emissions are spread across the region. Yep. I mean, when you're talking a very massive change of amount of fires. Ah, uh, holy. <laughs> what are you are you reading more news stories about this yeah it's just the smoke has traveled as far as the atlantic coast to put that in perspective that would be like a fire being set in um let me see if i get the distance right the, uh, it'd be like a fire being set in iowa causing the sky over you in new hampshire to darken because of the smoke and that's roughly the distance we're talking here a little over 2,000 miles, a little under 2,000 miles. Can you imagine that? A fire, strong enough fire in Iowa 
that the skies over you in New Hampshire are darkening. Yeah. I mean, it was That's just... a serious fucking fire, man. Yeah. So, it's it's terrifying. It's terrifying about what's going on in the world. Um... Yeah, but at the same time, this could be this could be a natural fire. It could be a result of a lightning strike. We don't know. No. Or these could be the result of a lightning strike. Because there's it's not like it's one huge massive fire. It's thousands and thousands of smaller fires. Well but if they're in a tightly packed enough region, they might as well be one fire as far as how you know how it affects us. Yeah. So anyway, like there's yeah, go ahead. No, no. I mean, the thing is that it was just like it's just like one of those things where it's like it's it's a news story, and the news story in and of itself is terrifying. But oh the, yeah, also the commentary that goes along with it is like what is, what what are the long term implications? Like one of the things that we have not covered enough recently is that with um, the Arctic ice disappearing. And um, Alaska, the permafrost in Alaska is um, melting and viruses that the world has not seen in literally tens of thousands of years are now suddenly showing up again for the, you know, and it was just like, and there's like, there's poor living conditions here in the United States, like diseases that we thought were eradicated are are showing up in these tent cities and it was like all of this is like i think it's like it's building towards this perfect storm that's going to lead to you know a mass extinction that that were past due for anyway as it were because we i mean you read all you read all these things that are happening right now it's like and and um yellow the the caldera in yellowstone um is poised to erupt at any time now that well hold on hold on because i i actually <laughs> i actually saw a uh a, a youtube video about that the the caldera under yellowstone the truth is there's no such thing as a volcano that's due to erupt. the conditions that exist that cause a volcano to erupt are malleable and very changeable they don't there's it's not like there's a timeline that says if a volcano doesn't erupt within this time frame, it's going to continue building pressure and then it'll erupt. It depends on what else is going on. So, for example, when it, when you're talking specifically about the super caldera underneath Yellowstone, the tectonic plate movements that happen all the time throughout the Rockies are relieving that pressure. So, it's very possible that that caldera could sit for the next 500,000 years. It's just as likely that in the next 500 minutes, it could go off. Yeah. We don't know. There's no way to predict it. And the only advance warning we'd have would be on the outside less than an hour. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> well, honestly, what's it worth worrying about then? It's gonna- because it's the same thing as saying, you know, a meteor could strike the earth and totally and cause another KT event that would wipe out all of life on earth are 75 to 95% of all life on earth that requires oxygen could die with the meteor strike. And we would have no way of knowing when it hit until it's like hours away. What would you do? Honestly, what would I do? (laughs) I mean, if there's nothing you could do to stop it. Um, But there are other things. I mean, 
Let me answer your question. Well, what I'm saying is there's things we there's things we can be concerned about, but there's things we don't need to worry about. Like all of these fires in in the Amazon. I'm concerned about them. I don't know what impact they're going to have. I don't know what's going to happen, but there's a lot more we don't know and we don't understand than what we do. And I think a lot of times we we lose sight of it. We get so in love with what science has been able to teach us that we forget that just because science has learned things doesn't mean that it's not wrong because you got to remember hundreds of years ago, science said that the world, that the earth was the center of the universe. Right. And we, but it was wrong. And we, and, you know? and we had serious scientific uh, observations that helped us prove. And that. within our, right. And with our, within our lifetime, when we were kids, you should drink whole milk. When my kids were born, they were telling us you should never feed a child whole milk. They should only be drinking at most 2% fat milk. They should not be drinking whole milk. And then like three years ago, they were like, no, we were wrong. Whole milk is actually better for you. You know, science can be wrong. So I don't know. I mean, there's certain things are, are not disputable, like the shrinking of the ice caps. The, the, the ice caps grow and shrink every year. Yeah. But overall, we're losing the polar ice caps, at least from my understanding anyway. And I am not someone who closely watches that but there are people out there saying that we can stop it well i'm not sure we can and there's people out there saying that we started it that we're causing it i'm not sure that's true either yeah because again the earth goes through these changes we know for example that the arctic ice caps did not always exist antarctica used to have plants and vegetation on it yes so at one point there was no ice on Antarctica. Is that because of? Is that lit from the time frame of like Gaia, the supercontinent, which is still a theory we don't know 100 percent if or, it existed, or, or Pangaea, or Pangaea, or is that because at one point there was no ice caps? You know, it's we don't we're not 100 percent sure on a lot of these things. Some of which they're teaching as as things that we are 100 percent sure of. Like think, the, the think, theory yeah. of evolution is still a theory. It's not the law of evolution. It's the theory of evolution. Yeah. It's the one that makes the most sense given our current understandings sure. of science. So I mean, and, how and, is this going to affect us? I don't think anyone can honestly tell. If the entire Amazon jungle burnt down in the Amazon basin, how would that affect us? I don't think anyone has an answer to that. It, it, it may not be as bad as we think. It may be worse than we think. And we just we just don't know yet. And I think that mm -hmm. that's something that we really sort of like, but would it, would it be advantageous to put that fire out regardless? And it's like, it's not like one of those things where we're just going to let it burn down and then we'll see what happens. I'm thinking that it's like, if this, if this fire was, is man-made, if somebody set this fire, then maybe we should put it out. And that, but then it's like, um... Uh, there was there was the philosophy here in the United States that we should prevent forest fires no matter what, and then it turns out that it's like we let fires, we let forests go for decades without having any forest fires. But then when it finally got a, there, was a, a, when it finally lit, we couldn't stop it because there was so much fuel on the ground. 
that right. it, it, well, it was it was far worse than if we just had little controlled burns or something like that. We have no idea. We're dealing with elements that we have. We don't understand. We don't we're understand. De we're dealing yet. with forces we don't understand. We're so excited about whether we could. We didn't know if we should. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of it's kind of like it's kind of like you know Jeff Goldblum, you know, yeah. saying that you know we really sort of need to stop and think and say. Should we allow this to continue to burn, or should we try and put it out? And I'm kind of like, I mean, what has history told us in, well, the, in the past? We we do know lightning strikes cause forest fires. We do know that there are certain plant form plants whose seeds will not open unless there is a fire to crack the seed open. So those things would not exist if there was not enough fires to justify that being a thing. So how much do we really know? I think in in our most honest moments, we're still trying to understand what's going on. And we're so afraid of change that we don't necessarily think that change could possibly be good, right? Just because a forest is on fire does not necessarily mean it's a bad thing. I tend to think it's a bad thing, especially a forest as large as the Amazon base. But I don't know that that's a bad thing. Again, it could be you know, this is a necessary part of overall life on the planet. But I don't know that. So should we cling to putting out these fires for this fact that we think most change is bad? Oh, I do know this. There's, there's, if fires get out of control, people die and animals die. Yeah. And I don't want to see that. So for that alone, it's enough reason for me to want to one other news story that I wanted to talk to you about, and this is a news story that we don't we don't have a complete picture. And the fact that mm -hmm. we don't have this complete picture is also terrifying. This is um, from Newsweek. Russian medics treated irradiated victims for failed nuclear missile just feet away from hospital patients and medical women. And this is a follow-up to a news story that there was um, a nuclear missile um, prototype that the Russians were working on. This is supposed to be like um, a, a, a supersonic transcontinental um, missile that they've been working on. And apparently it actually exploded. Um a lot of people are, and we—I mean, we have no idea. We have no idea about the size of the explosion. This this prototype missile that they were working on, this nuclear missile they were working on, exploded. As and and they're saying that this is just as bad, or could be worse than Chernobyl. Um, and the and the thing is, is that it's like at what point are what at what point are people going to stop and think? You know, ha haven't we already? Haven't we already had one huge, serious nuclear disaster in our country already this generation? Isn't it somebody else's turn to have? <laughs> right? I mean, it's, when it comes to like nuclear stuff, that stuff scares me because I just don't understand it. I've talked to people who, like I knew people who served in the, in the Navy as nuclear engineers on like the Enterprise, which is a nuclear-powered aircraft carrier. 
Um, it just really kind of scares me because I don't understand it. They, a lot of them are, I, I've, I've spoken to three of them and two of them were kind of very blah about the whole thing. It was just, it's just another power source is how they looked at it. The third one was very, I don't want to say anti-nuclear cause he wasn't, um, he was very cautious He's like, we don't understand nuclear power. We understand nuclear radiation. We do not. Right. We do not understand the effects of radiation. We can't predict if someone has so many rads of radiation poisoning, that's going to have X effect. Those, that's what we don't know about it. And again, I'm getting this from a friend of mine, so I don't know about the, the true science behind it. Maybe they do. Who knows? Um, but that's the scary thing. If these people had this radiation and it's beta radiation, apparently, I don't know what the hell beta radiation is. You know, all I know is, you know, that's how we ended up with fucking Godzilla for crying out loud. <laughs> and we should fix that shit. You know, <laughs> uh, this yeah. is this is from the Express UK. I'm not as always. I am not ever really sure if whether or not this is a reliable news source, but it's the. The title is sensational, and I think it makes for yeah. a great pod. Uh, Russia nuclear accident. We have four nuclear stations have gone eerily quiet after the explosion. An explosion occurred in Russia earlier this month at a missile test facility, and now four nuclear monitoring stations have gone mysteriously quiet. But why? And it was a lot of people are saying that there's a, there are a lot of things that are sort of like people people are sort of starting to like stop and like take notice of this. Um, and we should really sort of like, what is Vladimir Putin doing? And how come we're not sitting down with the Russians? How come the chosen one, the, <laughs> the king of Israel, the king of the Jews, the second coming, Donald Trump, is not sitting down with Vladimir Putin saying, you know what, seriously, we are on the brink of self-destruction. We are on the brink of killing ourselves and each other. Um, we have got to knock this crap off. Um, on, August yeah. 8, on August 8th, an explosion, this is back from the Express UK, an explosion occurred at a Russian missile test facility. I'm not even going to try and pronounce this. <laughs> And, yeah, uh, it's uh, Russian. It's got a and, lot of and vowels and since there have and been concerns around possibly increasing radiation levels, there have been reports that Russia has not fully divulged what happened in the accident at a military base in the far north. Again, another word I'm not going to pronounce. It it now appears four nuclear monitoring stations have gone quiet in the days following the incident. According to the Comprehensive Nuclear Test Ban Treaty Organization, the CTBTO, there are four Russian-based nuclear monitoring stations that have mysteriously stopped transmitting data following the explosion. So apparently they may have turned off their monitoring stations. And there are pictures of this that make yeah, you... Yeah, but why would you turn off a monitoring station? Why would you? Why would you? That's my point. Why would you? What would be well, a valid a, reason for turning off the monitoring station after shit happened? After shit goes south, why would you turn it off? Yeah, exactly. Why would you? Because you're hiding something, Jay. <laughs> yeah, right? That's exactly it. Now, here's my fear. What if Putin is a nihilist? That's some that's some scary stuff, Jay. Yeah, 
I mean, well, if he's if he's someone who believes that you know the if he's someone who believes that mankind is evil and the earth would be better off without us, and he's in charge of a country who, let's face it, is known for not necessarily always following the the best safety pro- precautions, and now he's playing around. He's got a. a a you know he's he's got a toy box of just really really destructive shit what if he doesn't really care what happens what if he's like you know hey if everyone dies don't matter to me is uh what we deserve you know i mean who knows that would scare me but i'm just glad we have the chosen one and king I, of i'm the glad Jews the chosen to, uh, one is going to help, help us save. deal with him yeah the chosen one's going to help us with all of this <laughs> i mean the thing is is that there are all of these the um, I think Nairoska radiation accident. I think it's now being officially called. And 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 kudos for me for trying to pronounce that. <laughs> Good on you, man. Good on yep. you. And the thing is, is that and there are and there are images and videos of this of of this um, um, mushroom cloud, the small mushroom cloud off on the distance, and it was just like. It's terrifying. It's terrifying that the notion is that we we haven't learned Jack Squiddly Squat about. And I'm trying to I'm trying okay. to curve my my swearing so that some of our some of our um, uh, podcasting partners will look kindly upon us as we try to monetize this podcast because I'm trying to cut down on. Um, yeah, but it's t- it's t- it's gonna... it's terrifying that we're playing with these devices that. Um, we don't know the long-term implications of this. We don't know what is this, What you know, um, there's a Russian sub that's decaying at the bottom of the Atlantic Ocean somewhere. And it was just like, what happens when the corrosion breaches the um, nuclear reactor that started to go critical? Um, what, what happens then? And it was yeah. just like we have all of these man-made ecological disasters, and it and it's just sort of like it 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 keeps me up at night. And then, um, God, this I don't want to be a downer on this episode, but there are these with all these controversial stories that are that, that are taking over the airwaves. Um, I remember I'm thinking about well, I remember Art Bell used to talk about the quickening and how. Um, when the end comes, it's going to happen all at once. But in the decades leading to the end, things are going to happen in more rapid succession. And it was just sort of like, you know, five years ago, there were news stories that you couldn't, you wouldn't imagine 10 years ago. And now there are news stories that are, that, that we're reading that you couldn't imagine 10 years ago. I mean, who, who would have thought that you would have thought that the Russians would have learned from Chernobyl and would have <laughs> taken extra <laughs> precautions? And it was like you would have thought that looking at look at Fukushima and people would have like thought, you know, maybe we should rethink this nuclear thing. Maybe we should rethink how we think how nuclear power is going to to, to save us from everything. And it's like um, we know corporations like to cut corners but we trust these corporations to build these nuclear reactors with all these safety features so there won't be another uh, Three Mile Island or Chernobyl um, or Idaho Falls. It's funny nobody talks about Idaho Falls. Um, 
<laughs> but you listen to Have all. You been to Idaho Falls? No, no. Are, are you familiar with the nuclear d- disaster at Idaho Falls? No. I'm gonna have to look that up. There's a there was a nuclear disaster. There was they they were testing. Believe it or not, they somebody came up with the idea of portable mobile nuclear reactors and um, for the military. And they were actually testing these reactors. And for reasons we don't understand, there 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 was an explosion. And an expl- while there was maintenance on the reactor to the point where one of the um, nuclear rods actually impaled somebody on the ceiling, in the ceiling, into the ceiling. When there was the explosion, it it actually impaled impaled one of the workers on the ceiling. And we're not sh- we're not sure why there was the explosion, other than the fact that somebody wasn't doing their job well, right. Uh- a rod impaling someone onto the ceiling is, I mean, that's like freaking something you'd see in a movie, dude. <laughs> oh, shit. Everybody right now is like, Google is like wondering, like, how come this, how come, how come the, right, right after <laughs> August 24th, there are all these searches for Idaho Falls nuclear disaster? <laughs> uh, and why didn't we hear about this shit sooner? Like, you know, when it was happening. It was kept under it, like everything else. It yeah. was. It was literally. It was. You know, and this again. This is the shit. Like this is the reason why conspiracy theories exist and thrive. Oh sure. You know, it's just. This. This is one. You know, of the reasons, this is one of the reasons. Just a note to. Just a note to the chosen one. Hey Don, if you don't want people to have crazy conspiracy theories, tell people shit. <laughs> Let's be honest. Yeah, you know. Of course, then again, I would, I would, I would have a hard time accepting something from Donald Trump along the lines of a public press conference where he says, "Okay, there was a, there was a problem somewhere. Some, don't worry, we've got it all under control. The people love it. They really do. The people love it. Um, but there was a nuclear problem, and ship blew up, and uh, we got it all under control. And I'm the greatest president ever." It's it's more like, okay, all right, we had a nuclear disaster. It's the greatest nuclear disaster the world has ever seen. I promise you, <laughs> I saw the pictures. It was like I was there. <laughs> I was actually there. It was the most beautiful, the greatest nuclear disaster. Obama never had a nuclear disaster like this. <laughs> and that's why I'm the chosen one. People say, I don't know. I, I, my, my Donald Trump still sounds a lot like Bernie Sanders, and I apologize to <laughs> uh, No, I don't. But anyway. But I mean, you just wonder. You know, every, everything has to be the greatest. <laughs> George Bush, Ronald Reagan. Nobody had a nuclear disaster like we had. It's obvious that it's awesome because I'm awesome. <laughs> And you, CNN and Fox News, your fake news, because you didn't report it the way I thought you would have reported it. So I, so um, I, I, I think that the I think the question that we have here is that how can you how can you have an upbeat pot positive podcast when you have all of these <laughs> horrible news items to report? 
Yeah, you know, I mean, it does it does kind of make it difficult. This is why I've started drinking earlier in the morning. <laughs> um, it helps me. <laughs> and just in case my mom's listening, I'm that's a joke. I, I'm drinking water. I'm not drinking alcohol. It's okay. No more, no more rum and Dr Pepper until two or three o'clock in the morning. <laughs> well, no less either. I mean, let's be honest. <laughs> No more playing saxophone on the <laughs> on your best friend's well, porch two o'clock in the morning. <laughs> of course not. He lives too far away. Damn it! <laughs> <laughs> There's no police lights in the driveway with the two officers walking to the door, and you have to ask. Okay, uh, that wasn't my fault. We went over this. That was not my fault. And we're just like, oh, Officer Max, is there a problem? Uh, yeah. Um, do you guys take requests? <laughs> the neighbors want to know if you do weddings in Burmisfas. <laughs> um, but no, I mean, the thing is, is that, and, and, and I will admit that there's a part of this that perhaps the news is being sensationalized because this is the quietest news month with the exception of natural disasters because the uh, Congress and the Senate and the Supreme Court, I think that they're, um, they're on summer break. And yeah. Um, also let's be honest, uh, natural disasters don't sell a whole lot in the way of clicks. I think natural disasters do sell a lot if they are huge ecological disasters. Uh, yes and no. I mean, it's, it's gotta be, you've got to have sensational images and thousands of small fires do not create sensational images. Like you look at the, um, what the, the hell was it? Was it BBC I was looking at? You look at the images that they have associated with that article. There's nothing really eye catching there. You know, even though they're, they're saying some fantastic shit, like, you know, this is darkening the skies over Rio de Janeiro, which is you know, 2,000 miles away, the images that go along with it are really kind of a letdown. So, yeah, it's going to be hard to sell that as an as an ecological disaster when people are looking at it and like, dude, that's like, you know, Bonnie next door. He had a fucking cookout last week. It's the same shit. That ain't no ecological disaster, you know? So, I think it's just there's nothing really eye-catching on it. They'll get a few clicks from the headlines. Right. But there's no pictures to go along with it, so I, I just don't see generating a lot of traffic. Yeah, yeah. Because we're very visually driven as I, a people. I think I, I think one of the things that we want to really sort of end the show on is sort of like sort of like bring the point home is that I'm 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 speculating, and I fully admit that this is pure speculation on my part that a lot of these headlines might be overly sensationalized because it's a slow news month. Um, it's possible. And when things it is. when things t go back to, quote, normal in September, um, we might look back at this and say, ah, the Amazon fires were not as bad as we thought they were. Yeah, well, because, and I mean, even on that article, they even said that, you know, it was higher last decade than it was, than it is this decade. So, yeah. 
It's going to we'll be see. interesting to see how it plays out. And here's a question. The thing is, is that are people going to stop talking about this next week if the fires go out? Right. And the one thing that we've said before is we don't want to let Jeffrey Epstein go. No. And just because the dude's dead doesn't mean that that story is not important. Because, you know, we're talking however many children had their lives ruined and irrevocably changed because of this pervert. So it's I mean, not an unfair question to ask how many people's were how many people's lives were ruined because of Jeffrey Epstein. And as we said earlier in the show, what evidence does he have of crimes being committed by our politicians, our elected appointed officials, captains of industry, yada, yada, yada. Yeah. And that's something that I think that um, when all of this is going to, when I edit this and put it out on the server, and when I tweet about this, I think that I'm, I think that we should call out other podcasters and say, we cannot let this story go. Yeah. I think that's vitally important and put the pressure on um, our elected officials. I'm, I'm going to um, jam out a message. I'm going to reach out to Gene Shaheen and Maggie Hassan, my senators here in New Hampshire, and say, do not let the investigation into Jeffrey Epstein fade into the woodwork. Do not let it go underground. Don't let the media be silenced by this. And whatever happens, happens. The American people need to know the truth about what this guy did and who he did it for and who else is involved. And I want to, and, and, uh, and I'm looking to you, Jay, and to some of our listeners, reach out to your senators and congressmen and say, we cannot let the story about Jeffrey Epstein die. And if you let the story die, I have to wonder, is it because they have dirt on you too? Do yeah. they also have stuff on, do, does Jeffrey Epstein have dirt on you? Is that the reason why you're letting the story die? There should be a, a, a congressional investigation. Somebody in Congress should really honestly look at this Put in the same amount of effort that they did into Russiagate, into Jeffrey Epstein. Get get a special prosecutor. Get a get somebody, not not like Robert Mueller, but get yeah. a quote Robert Mueller unquote special investigator, special counsel to investigate this. And if Hillary Clinton's husband is involved in this, or if. Uh, if the if the president and CEO of some of the biggest banks in the world are involved in this, if giant hedge fund managers are involved with with any of this, they need to do time in jail. Go after these people seriously. Take this. And the thing is, is that apparently Jeffrey Epstein is just one guy. There are other people who have been doing this as well for both political aisles. On. You know, there are other Jeffrey Epstein's who are, are who are providing forbidden pleasures, as it were. Maybe that's the title of this pot, this episode: forbidden pleasures. Um, seriously, contact your your senators and congressmen and say, I do not want this issue to be swept under the rug. Make sure that the president appoints a special counsel to investigate this with the understanding that whatever 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 dirt is uncovered if you did bad 
if you committed evil acts, you should account for them. Absolutely. And then we'll probably get another visit from the Department of Homeland Security again <laughs> saying, why, why are you sending heated emails and texts to your, uh, uh, to your senator? What's wrong with you? We've had complaints. <laughs> <laughs> We've had dozens of people all over the country reach out <laughs> to their senators and congressmen. But um, I, the question I have, and, and, I'm, I, and I, I might be projecting, um, when there's no more news stories about Jeffrey Epstein, um, are, will we still be able to keep going with with the the Epstein updates on this podcast, because um, if the media is not talking about it, then what do we what do we what do we have left to say about it? Well, it could be like, um, what was it? There was a uh, there was a guy, and I forget if if uh, I think he I think he had a a blog back in the early two thousands, and he would he would talk about politics in Massachusetts and after every article, every article involving Ted Kennedy, he would say, once again, Mary Jo Kopechny was unavailable for comment. Yeah. Howie Carr. And maybe it, that's just kind of part of how we, yeah, Howie Carr. And maybe that's just part of how we sign off every day is, you know, once again, the, um, the victims of Jeffrey Epstein are, are left holding the bag kind of a thing. Yeah. Because if there's, it, we can't, we don't have the resources to push an investigation, but we can still, at least to, in our own way, remind people that we haven't forgotten. And I, also, the thing is, is that don't let Jasleen uh, Maxwell, his cohort in crime, get off the hook. Find her, apprehend her, and and and, and literally, am I saying, you know? interrogate her in Guantanamo? No, of course I'm not saying that. But the thing is, is that if they find her, there should be a warrant for her arrest if they cannot apprehend her, if they cannot find her. Have a, have a worldwide manhunt looking for her because she also knows where, uh, quote, the dead bodies are buried, unquote. Yeah. Um, and, 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 and get serious about this. Yeah. We've got we yeah. We've, first of all, we got to figure out how to pronounce that that woman's name. Um, Gwiki, yeah. Just you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, <laughs> Miss Maxwell. We gotta learn how to pronounce her name. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, that's I that's the show for this week. Unless you got any other famous last words, Jay. Till next week. I do have some famous last words, but they're not mine, so I'm gonna leave them unsaid. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, we're. <laughs> Jay's trying yeah, really hard not it to was, play It was us. a lot of fun. Talk to you later. Yeah, thanks, Jay. You've survived another podcast from the Fedora Chronicles Network. Find out more about us by visiting our homepage, thefedorachronicles.com. You can support the show by visiting our Zazzle page. Exactly 12.5% of every purchase goes to keeping this and other shows on the Fedora Chronicles Network on the air. That's Zazzle.com slash Fedora Chronicles. Or you can become a Patreon. Click the link, and for a mere dollar a month, you will get early access to the podcast, updates on what we're working on, and so much more. 
thanks for all your support in advance, and thank you to our listeners who have already contributed. Don't forget to search for the Fedora Chronicles on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, where we will be keeping you posted on what's happening. Be sure to join the Fedora Chronicles Radio Show Facebook group, facebook.com slash groups slash Fedora Chronicles News. On behalf of Jason and myself, this is Eric Render King Fisk signing off. Keep your chins up and your fedoras on.